In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? You're listening to St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, a podcast with its feet firmly grounded in the Word, its hands dirty at the work at hand, and its eyes fixed heavenward, looking forward to the return of our King. Go. Jesus said it. It was a command. Go and make disciples of all nations. The words of God that we read on this podcast, the meditations of the pastors that make up the bulk of our content, they're not idle chatter. They're not the latest fad, that's for certain. But they are the most important words you'll probably hear today. Not because man wrote them, but because God literally breathed out the words into the men that wrote the scripture for our ears. So listen to Jesus. Don't keep the word to yourself. Share it with anyone and everyone. Believe it or not, the season of Lent is right around the corner. And that means more opportunities to dig into and learn in the Word. It also means more opportunities to fellowship and eat. We'll have meals served before our Divine Weekday services on February 14th and March 13th at 5.15 p.m., followed by the service at 6.30. Come in your work clothes. Come as you are. Today, our sermon comes to us from St. John in Ward Lake, Minnesota. It's titled, The Story of Your Salvation, and is based on Luke 18, verse 35 through 43. Come along, and let's listen to today's meditation. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. For roughly 1,600 years, Christians have gathered on every every Lord's Day and have followed nearly the same order, using much the same words, and the same thing happens. What happens here in the divine service is very much the same thing that happened to the blind man in today's gospel. After all, we have the same needs. Use some of the same words. We have the same faith in this man named Jesus. This blind man's encounter with Christ, we can find mirrored in the church's liturgy. When Jesus approaches Jericho, it tells us, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, which is about all a blind man could do in those days. He couldn't go out and get a job. All he could realistically do is is to find a good spot to sit and hope that someone would come to him, pass by him, and help him a little. This man was physically unable to go out and seek help for his condition. He had heard of Jesus, but he could not come to him. You have come to this place that we call God's house. You were physically able to do that. But don't be misled. For you are still, by nature, spiritually as blind as a bat. Unable on your own to believe or come to him, to Jesus. But the thing about blind people is that they do a lot of listening. When this blind man heard that a crowd of people going by, he asked them what was happening, and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. 
you and I likewise would not have known that Jesus was going to be here except by listening. You can't see him after all, but he's here. But if Jesus passes by without stopping, then, then we'll stay just as we are. We don't want to stay the way that we are. We don't like the way that we are, as you confessed. I am by nature sinful and unclean. I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. I've done what is evil and not good. I deserve punishment. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. As the blind man said it, I lay on. And here it is, we come and we use the blind man's very words every Sunday. Because we're in the same predicament. There are, of course, many voices that would try to keep us quiet, try to keep us from making a scene. They suggest that it's probably better for us to keep quiet about sin. They suggest that we should just accept things the way they are, accept us for who we are, or suggest that Jesus has more important things to deal with in your petty problems. And far too often we listen to them. We comply because we don't want to seem so needy. And so we don't cry out at liaison. We're like blind men who've gotten used to the dark. Figuring this is just the way I am. If it's really a problem, I'll deal with it later, maybe another day. I don't know that the blind man could even know this, but Jesus wasn't coming by that way again. This was the last, this miracle, this healing near Jericho was the last miracle that he would perform before he entered into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. But this blind man wasn't taking any chances. As far as he was concerned, this was his only chance. And so, so he cries out to Jesus again, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Eleazar. Even after we confess our sins, even after we hear Jesus' absolution, full and free, absolute forgiveness of our sins, still, the first ordinary part of the liturgy still uses the blind man's words. Because as it is, we come every single time as fallen creatures in a fallen world. Though many voices would keep us quiet, keeping our voices from reaching Jesus' ears, but we are not going to take chances. Lest he go on without us. Once is not enough. We say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. That's the word that Jesus uses to address Jesus when he finally speaks to him. He says, Lord, period. As if to confess before him, Lord, it's you. It's you, really you. And the church, I think, does that in its way when we sing the glory in Excelsis, the second ordinary part of the liturgy. We sing this to the same Jesus. We sing, you only, O Lord, you only are holy. You only are the Lord. It's you. It's really you. And the minister confirms it. Jesus stops. He's not going to pass us by. He comes into our presence. We come into his. And he says, the Lord, be with me. Jesus then asked the man, what do you want me to do for you? 
Jesus wants to know what this man wants. He wants to hear about the most pressing need that he has, and so he should choose his words carefully. We come into God's presence. The Lord is with us. And with the minister who speaks for us, and and we hear his gracious invitation, let us pray. That means that he wants to know. And so we pray very precisely. We pray carefully for the most important things. Did you catch how that went this morning? Oh Lord, mercifully hear our prayers. And having set us free from the bonds of our sins, deliver us from every evil. That's what we want. The blind man wanted to see again. So Jesus said to him, see again. Recover your sight. Consider it done. Whatever you ask in my name, it's done. Amen. It shall be so. And it is. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God and all the people. When they thought, they also praised God. The blind man opened his eyes and saw. His prayers were answered. He opened his eyes and saw for the very first time he saw Jesus. You, when you open your eyes after the prayer of the day, you won't see Jesus standing here. You'll only see his servant dressed like him. But don't be mistaken, he stands before you or he speaks. Speaks, hearing, read from a book, and then the, the minister makes this startling announcement, this is the word of the Lord. The Lord speaks. And it's the word of the Lord that opens eyes of the heart to see Jesus, to believe in him. It is the word of the Lord that sets you free from the bonds of sin and delivers you from every evil. Your prayers are answered in these words. That's why you sing or say, Glory be to you, O Lord. This is the gospel of the Lord, he says. In other words, these are the very words and the actions of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so you shout, praise be to you, O Christ. And just like the blind man, you can't keep this good news to yourself. This Jesus has worked faith in your heart, and his, this faith pours out from your heart through your lips, and you confess, I believe in one God, the Father. And I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. A miracle of miracles, the people standing next to you, they say it too. They believe him too. Of course, the blind man didn't just confess Jesus and praise him with his lips. He gave thanks to him by them following Jesus. His whole life now was to be an offering of thanks. He followed you. Ever wonder where? Well, where did Jesus go? Where was Jesus going after this? He had just told his disciples, we are going up to Jerusalem. Jesus wasn't finished with his work when he passed through Jericho. He wasn't finished with his work when he healed the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the deaf, and the mute. Jesus wasn't even done with the blind man when he was done being blind. This man's faith in Jesus as the son of David was was more than faith in a a healer. 
Most likely, this man followed Jesus as he went through Jericho, past Bethany and Bethphagia on the Mount of Olives. He might have even walked alongside Jesus when he mounted on a donkey and rode into Jerusalem, hearing the people cry out, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus entered into Jerusalem on Sunday of Holy Week to finish the work that he had started with his preaching and teaching and healing and helping. And so it is that we sing those same words too. For Jesus isn't done with us as after our eyes have been opened to his words and he has preached his good news into our hearts. So we sing Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus said, we're going up to Jerusalem. But did you notice that's where that first person plural, we, ends? We are going up to Jerusalem. But he doesn't say we are going to suffer or we are going to die. Many of those Israelites who went into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday who came in their way for the Passover celebration, they walked into the city alongside a year-old lamb. They went up for the Passover, but it was the lamb who went to the slaughter alone. Its blood was poured out. Its flesh was sliced and pierced. Quite possibly, the blind man in our text went along with, with this crowd to Jerusalem and, and he used his newly restored sight to watch the true Passover Lamb of God sent to the slaughter. And that's why we sing, O Christ, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. And then once again, have mercy, grant us peace. Because in the sacrament you have it. You have Jesus. The answer to your cry for mercy. The answer to your prayer for release from sin. There you have the good news of your salvation. There you even have a Jesus that you can see and touch and taste. The story of the blind man is the story of you and me whenever we encounter Jesus. And there is no other way to encounter him except through mercy, through his hearing our prayer, except through faith and through blood. And either we meet him this way, or we can sit on the side of the road and beg for something so paltry in comparison. Either we cry out for mercy and receive mercy, or we deal with life on our own. Either Jesus goes to the cross and he suffers hell, or we go to our own death and expect to suffer the same. My dear friends, Jesus in a sense, passes by this way every week. But don't assume that he always will. What if it is the case that he isn't going to pass this way until he goes on to the new Jerusalem? 
would, would you let him pass by without crying for mercy? If you knew that he would never pass by this way again, will you let anything stand in your way of coming face to face with Jesus? Will you also follow him to the cross and watch him, see him with new eyes, to see him finish the job for you? In just a few days, we will begin another season of Lent. We will have the opportunity once more to travel with Jesus as he goes down this road for us. But in a very real way, you have that opportunity every single Lord's Day. Jesus won't skip a Sunday. He'll be passing by. Grab a spot. Call out to him. He's listening for your cry. I sincerely pray that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Didn't get enough of God's Word? Are you missing out on that in-person fellowship? We hold divine services right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. We also live stream our Sunday divine service at 8 a.m. You can ensure that you are notified when a stream is live or a new podcast is available by subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's easy to find by typing in St. Mark Bemidji in the search bar and clicking on the subscribe button. Want to listen to meditations the way I do every day? Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Go to podcastindex.org and search for St. Mark Bemidji to find us. This is our fifth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarksbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarksbemidji.org. May God bless the rest of your day.